You know what, Addy? Yeah? Do you have a joke that you used to tell when you were a kid that you regret telling now as an adult? Yeah, yeah. What was it? It's it's actually kind of long. How long? And it's stupid, too, because it, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. Uh-huh. And I don't think I ever got the punchline right. But, okay. <laughs> all right. I'll tell this. This will be about like three or four minutes, right? All right, go for it. And I probably forgot most of it, so it's going to be long and stupid. So, all right. This is a lady. She, uh, she's at home, and she has three boyfriends. And she's trying to dump all three of them in a row so she can date this other guy that she really really likes she invites the first one in and uh, he comes in she goes just sit right here and wait and I'll go get you know a drink we need to talk for a little while and then she comes back with a drink and they're sitting down and the and just as the guy she's about to explain to the guy that she wants to dump him yeah. the doorbell rings and she realizes it's the next boyfriend uh oh right so she says um can you go hide in that closet over there for me and the guy's like okay she goes uh-huh. and she puts him in the closet and she leaves him in there and she locks the door for some reason all right it's, it's a really stupid joke i don't keep going keep right. going so she opens the door and the next boyfriend comes in she goes oh i already got drinks ready for us please sit down and then just as she's about to tell this guy that she wants to dump him yeah it's so stupid keep going do it the doorbell rings and she goes oh can you go hide in my bedroom uh-huh she hides him in the bedroom. And then she the, she opens the door, and it's the third boyfriend. She opens, yeah. she's like, look, we already got drinks ready. Can I, I need to sit down and talk to you. Right? Yeah. And then just as she's about to dump him, <laughs> she tells him, you know, the, 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 the doorbell rings again, because it's the fourth boyfriend. She goes, I need you yeah. to hide in the bathroom, and I just want you to, to be wary because I, I have my period right now. And oh. uh, there's a lot of, I, I hadn't thrown away my bloody pads yet. So just don't uh-huh. be disgusted by what you find in the bathroom. Okay. Leaves, she leaves him in there. She locks the door. It's the fourth boyfriend. Fourth boyfriend is at the door. She opens yeah. the door. She goes, and the guy walks in, and he's like, I got two tickets for us to Ber- Bermuda. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. For a week. And I, and I paid for a hotel and everything. We're all going to get married. And so she goes, oh, great. And he's like, but we got to leave now. So they leave. Uh-huh. And she comes back a week later. Okay. And, uh, you know, she opens the door and she's like, oh, shit, I forgot all th- about all three of these men in this house. Four. Oh, no, three. Three, right. no, the fourth ones she went on the, the trip Yeah, with. yeah. And she's married now. <laughs> this is the dumbest joke ever. Yeah, she got married keep, on the trip. Yeah. Have you going. heard a similar joke? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, I have never heard a joke like this. She opens the first door and the guy's dead because she locked him in there. And she's like, yeah. oh, shit. Now I got one body to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And then she opens her bedroom because she locked that, too. And apparently the guy doesn't know how to use a window. He died. Too. He's laying okay. on the bed. He's, he's starved to death, and he's dead. Oh no! She opens oh, up I know where this is going. She opens okay, up the third keep going. door. Don't don't ruin it. It's stupid. not gonna. She opens up the third door, and the guy's alive. And she goes, "Oh my god, how did you live?" And he goes, "Oh well, every time I was hungry, I ate a jelly donut." It's a long way to go for that that punchline, buddy. I know, and it's none of you. You laughed at it too. You're laughing at it. I'm, I'm laughing a little... at it now because it's kind of stupid. It's so... I'm a little high, and I didn't even laugh at it. But are you getting high before every episode now? I'm doing it every time I have to talk to you. Oh, oh I didn't mean it. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> thanks. Well, how do you think I felt for years? For years, the only time I got to talk to you was when you were a little loaded That's or true. a lot loaded. That's true. And is I it, didn't take it personally. Am I that like, bad? Is Addy is Addy getting drunk before he needs to talk to me? No, 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 no. I just I have it here. I need to relax. I know you do. I I'm working do. hard. Life is stressful. This is a relaxing time, and I want to enjoy oh, okay, myself. Okay, but that is probably the stupidest joke 
that I've ever known, and yet for some reason I told it until I was like thirteen. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my brother told it to me. I don't know. So I I was like the the big fan of the the short gross out jokes. Okay. Like um. What's worse than a truckload of dead babies? A truckload of dead babies covered in shit? No. A truckload of dead babies with one live baby eating his way out. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. The face that you made when you heard the punchline! <laughs> well, it can't be a truckload of dead babies if there's one that's alive. One in the... You know, no, that's true. Philosophically, it couldn't be. Yeah, okay, fine. But I wasn't picking it apart for philosophical. I, I got the reaction that I always wanted. But you know what, though? I think I told you this. What? The worst joke that I ever said is also one of the earliest memories I have of making a joke and getting a reaction. Was it the one where you were you were pretending to be a, um, a, a Uncle Tom? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Have I told that on the show? You have. You told that oh, on the show. Oh, thank God. I don't need to tell it again. People and your just dad almost murdered you on the spot. Searching. Yes. My poor liberal dad. <laughs> I might as well just put my, you know, squint my eyes out and walk around <laughs> pretending to be a Chinaman. It, it would, that would have been just as bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Which I did when I was a kid. Uh, you you do did. a lot of shame. Shameful things when you're a little kid. You do a lot of shameful things when you're an adult, like do a podcast with me. No, stop. Yeah. One I mean, of these I'll days, like... you're going to be six, you're going to be 70 and I'm going to be 60 and you'll be like, what the fuck did I just Do you spend... know how many times I said that's gay or, you know, used gay as a, as a bad derogatory term? Yeah. When I was in high school and in and in intermediate school, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's... Yeah, but you can't help it. I mean, if something's never mind. I was the the kid of queer parents, and I should have known better. Yeah, I'm not holding it against you. Uh, I forgive whatever. you. I because it's up to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, arbiter of I, all things queer. I, 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 hey, you know that's how that works. You're the high and queerzider. <laughs> I have I have a throne here that's made of dildos okay, that, melted that down was a bad, that's a bad joke what you <laughs> melted said, down dildos and made it and made a throne out of them oh good it's the dildo throne it's the it's the <laughs> rubber in no, the way it's the it's the jiggly throne you sit down and there's one giant cock like in the middle that's it's still just, solid and all of them vibrate at the same time and it just kind of shakes you back and forth joffrey what's your tax policy hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> oh man is there something that you did as a kid that you're really like super ashamed of um you don't have to say what it is i think i have already said what it is but i yeah, can't I remember I tonight i can't remember tonight mm -hmm. that's weird i don't know let me see um god damn mine is when i burned that hobo alive <laughs> and nobody found out about it nope you know or the time i, I made I... that plane crash into my apartment <laughs> I remember, I remember once. <laughs> wow, you are fucked up right now, huh? How high, well, just, how high are you getting? Are you smoking a whole joint? Or are you just taking no, a couple of No, believe, believe it or not, this is just one little hit. Not even a, not even a heroic. Oh my God, like, is it medical grade or is it like? It's, it's, this stuff is thick, black and viscous. 
Oh, so you're like dabs. I don't even know what that means. I'm an old man. What is what does the dabs mean? Is that a new kind of candy? It's like concentrate. Yeah, it's a new kind of. Candy. Is that what you're calling the oral or sexual practice? You calling it dabbing on a no, girl? No, wait, 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 wait. Because you told that it, when you burned the hobo, it reminded me of this episode <laughs> of Forensic Files where. There uh, was there was a an officer who was who was in the 1950s. There was a police officer who was found shot in the head in his police yeah. car. And so for 65 years or so, no one knew who murdered this police officer. And then, of course, forensic science comes in and goes, well, this is a cold case. Let's see if we can do something with this. And they still had the car. It was uh -huh. still like it was the 1950s, you know, burp, burp, you know, getting cruiser. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's still there. With, you know, it's like, oh, God, horn, you know, because that's how they sound. Yeah, because that's how old it is. <laughs> well, anyway. Driving around a Model T. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was definitely like Studebaker style. Like, yeah. Like, like the Buick the, that they drove. It was in a sedan. There. Four doors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, they still had at it and they and apparently the kid had left this was well they, there was a partial print left there and uh they they found it and they found out that the the person had been printed but because the person actually worked for like a government agency uh-huh and they found him and they're like are you are you you know this person and you know your fingerprint was found on a on a vehicle that was in a police impound for you know six seven fucking decades and he's like yeah and the guy apparently broke down crying Aww. and he said i will never forgive myself but i have been holding this in my entire life and then he farted no <laughs> When he was 18, he, yeah. for a thrill kill, he ran up to a police officer's car and shot the guy in the head. Mm. And ever since then, he had he had children. He had grandchildren. He graduated mm -hmm. from college. He was working for a government agency. Right. No, he kept the secret inside of him his entire life. And he was, like, breaking down again, crying, telling the the the, the, uh, the judge. Or... When he was telling yeah. the judge, you can see the video of him crying his eyes out. I could never forgive myself. I've been holding this in. Please do not. You know, and the guy's like, no, we're still sentencing you to life, fuckface. Yeah. Like, what? Death row. There you go. Uh, no, they gave him life because he was, he was, you know, 18 to plus 65 years, whatever that comes to. I don't yeah. Know, I can't math right now. Yeah, okay. So it went from the... <laughs> No, he was 18 years old when he did it, plus 65 right. years since then. Okay. Yeah. So push, push an 80. Yeah. Maybe. And they were like, no, nah, you can spend the rest of your time in jail. You had a good life. That's it. Yeah. Think of it as elder care, except better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'm, dude. <laughs> I'm not slamming your job. <laughs> I can't believe you were preemptively knowing that I was going to be upset. <laughs> Well, you're trying to get it out. I while just you want were you coughing. to know that I played with a lot of diarrhea and shit today, and, and I, I I was waiting for my Jason, but I get high Jason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez! You want to start a show? Yes. Yeah, let's start a show. Okay, three, two, one, mark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Not High. And on this show, Addy tells a story, and I interrupt him, and we're doing chapter two of The Call of Cthulhu. With your mom. With my mom. <laughs> getting all down on the tentacle action. How many holes can she get stuffed? Can I put this inside of her? No, she's dead. You're mean. You made me make jokes about my dead mom. That's the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, but you hate her. Yeah, I know. 
Anyway, I, I, I don't even know her, and I hate her. Uh huh. I well, love you so a... much that I will, I will hate oh, with you. You will hate my enemies without <laughs> even knowing. Them. I will kill them. I will murder them. <laughs> Ugh. Like what Canada did when they bombed Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> what? Canada Canada declared war on Japan before we did. They, they did. were like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you just do to my friend? They literally uh, but declared you made war it sound before like, we did. No, the way you sentenced that, it sounded like you said yeah. Canada bombed Pearl Harbor. Yeah, well, Canada did bomb Pearl Harbor. The, the, did you notice? What are the colors in the Japanese flag? Uh, red and white. White, and white. Right, the white and red. Yeah, but Canada didn't have that flag until... What is the color? Yeah, they did. I'm pretty They've sure that, that flag it. was made after they were free from... They wanted to kill everyone that knew about the Canada-Japanese connection, and then they unveiled their flag which is red and white see you've been watching a a lot of conspiracy yeah i was gonna say no you don't need to watch one in order to come up with one hold on a second i got a conspiracy for you no shut up no no i haven't been in here in a while what's going on jason i'm gonna gut you i'm gonna i'm gonna gut you and i'm gonna keep you alive while your guts are out and i'm gonna let ferrets live in your your abdomen i have to confess i married a 17 year old girl at 39 oh you know what i changed my mind i'm going to slowly thread razor blades down your urethra yeah but she loves me no, I don't. I fucking... You're the worst no, thing no, that no, ever no, come the, out the, of this show. No, no, the girl loves me. I hate you. No, the girl <laughs> The girl is obviously developmentally de- delayed. Well, that she may be, but she goes along with whatever I say, so that's all that matters. That she may be? Are you a fucking <laughs> mad doctor from a 1930s movie? <laughs> yes, I even have a twirly mustache that I can curl around my finger. <laughs> Three hairs does not constitute a curly mustache. You know what's funny? He probably he has not he cannot grow a beard. Mm-mm. He's. Uh, I think I showed you. Atticus probably sent you that picture of me. I still look like that to this day. I'm immortal. And you know why? Mm-hmm. It's because I have sex with sixteen year old girls on a daily basis. Don't don't make me actually come down there for the sole purpose of murdering him. Hey, come on, kill me! <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Just kill me. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's get down. You think I like waking up to this every morning? I may have a big cock, but I'm a bad person. And it doesn't even feel good when I touch it. It hurts. <laughs> it's like it's like playing with sandpaper. It's like playing with a roll of sandpaper. <laughs> it's like my dick is filled with angry bees. <laughs> <laughs> Joffrey, come over here. I want to sit on your throne. <laughs> Made of dildos. Uh, all right, all right. Part two. The tale Part two. of Inspector Lagrasse. Inspector Lagrasse. The older matters, which had made the sculptor's dream and bass relief so significant to my uncle, formed the subject. Oh, wait, we should recap what happened in the first chapter. Some kid made a sculpture that looked like shit, and everybody was like, oh my goodness. No, (laughs) that wasn't it. A guy inherited some stuff from his grandpa, and his grandpa had gone cuckoo over some statue and he tracked down the guy who had the statue and it turns out that he had a nightmare and everybody had some kind of fucking weird shit happen on a single night right uh-huh. that was everything on the no it was it, it was a week's time something like that yeah <laughs> but there was one evening where they all had the same thing at one night though. yeah they bled out of their eyes and their dicks fell off and crawled away that was not in chapter one yes it was <laughs> No, it wasn't. I need to get high before one of these episodes. 
All right, now on to chapter two, the okay. exciting adventures of Inspector Lagrasse. Le... Lagrasse. Okay. All right. The older matters which had made the sculptor's dream in bass relief so significant to my uncle formed the subject of the second half of this long... It's not a half. There are like five parts, aren't there? Yeah. This long manuscript. Once Way to before... shit the bed in the second chapter, Lovecraft. <laughs> Once before, it appears, Professor Angle... <laughs> we're never getting through this. Yes, we are. I'm listening. Just let me laugh. I, I need to get the poison out. All like, right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, because that's how that... Biochemically, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> the more you laugh, the more weed it comes out of your <laughs> your pores. You've never heard the expression that coming for a man is getting the poison out? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't read it anywhere important, just in a Stephen King novel. Right. What? Because he's not important. Stephen King? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Jesus, you thought I was serious? I know that you're probably going to take the day off when he dies. No way, I'll be like, oh good, there's more room for me. <laughs> Time for me to write horror movies. Once before, you, just, you know oh, what? You just Jesus take your current, Christ. you take your current story with with all the the boy sex, and what you do to there to, is no. I already told you this. There, is, I did not put that in the new the, the version. Let me that, finish no. my joke. No. <laughs> we haven't even read a paragraph, Jason. No, take take the one that we just read, okay. right? The pick a fences one, and it turned into a horror movie. Just have someone randomly walk up on him and throw a bucket of blood. <laughs> And that's the extent of the horror. And then the dude just walks off. No one comments on it. <laughs> it's salty. It's salty and irony. What is? Blood? Blood, yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever eaten a scab? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that gets because we were thinking about shameful things that children do. Yes, I've eaten a scab. I, of I course, I was a kid. I did eat a scab when I was a little kid. And it's all oh, salty. Mm, it's so salty and tasty. I love eating myself. <laughs> have you ever eaten your own cum? No. No. Okay. Well, I have. And it's, the verdict? It's it's just cum. I've eaten other people. Describe it cum. like a wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my own vintage. Mm. It's definitely not like your own farts. You you gotta have an acquired taste for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but ev I think there's a thing that every gay guy does yeah. that, that that most people just don't realize is that we will lay on our back and then roll over so that our our spine is rolled rolled over such that our cock is facing in, into our mouth. Oh, just okay. so we know what it's like to have our own cock oh. ejaculate into our own mouth. This is right. universal, like across the board, all gay guys yeah. describe doing this, where you just roll over on your spine and you jerk off into your own mouth, and then when you you come. It feels like another guy is coming on your face. Right. So you know what that mm -hmm. feels like. That, yeah, so that's that. Anyway, You know what? Is that worse than Cthulhu? Our entire last conversation would have made H.P. Lovecraft kill himself. <laughs> <coughs> no, what would have made him kill himself is the fact that people are, you know, like the racist shit he writes. Well, I mean, he was germophobic, agoraphobic, and, and xenophobic. Which is never a good combination. Get away from me. Ew, no. <laughs> so if he listened, if he, I, you know, and if it had been around at the time, he would have been homophobic. It was around at the time. 
Yep, the word. Oh. I don't think homophobic or being a homophobe. No way. Really came in, I have this yeah. I have this perfect vision in my head of the the photo of HP Lovecraft of him rolling over on his own spine and going, "Gimme." <laughs> and coming into his <laughs> own mouth. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Wow, from this angle it looks like a monster." There's the, I, There <laughs> we go. That's where he started to get the idea See, for Cthulhu. I happen to know what he looks like and now I've just pictured that. Thanks. <laughs> And now that image is in the head of the listeners. That's good. Yeah, now I'm picturing him fucking a warmed ham with a hole cut in it. <laughs> I didn't do that. Now he fucks cow hearts. That's what he now does. Now I'm imagining him doing that at a dinner table with his family sitting at it. No, it was a pig roast uh, with the apple in uh, the pig's mouth, and he's fucking it uh, in the uh, asshole. <laughs> he, he pushes the apple out of the way. Make room, apple. Lovecraft's coming in. <laughs> Uh, this is where I get all my ideas from my monsters. I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> if he was capable of that, he would never would have written horror stories. What, getting high? No, I mean, either getting high or enjoying sex. You don't think or... he enjoyed sex? No, I don't think. I think that he was a weird, deeply weird man. <sighs> all right. Once before, it appears Professor Angle had seen the hellish outlines of nameless monstrosity, puzzled over the unknown hieroglyphs, and heard ominous syllables which can be rendered as only as Cthulhu. He also was sure he saw his uncle masturbating. I can't dark. even pause because you're gonna you're gonna oh my god. This is like one. I can't talk when you pause. I can't talk when you're talking. This is like one of our first episodes. It's okay, fine, I'll calm down because you're getting your feelings hurt now. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, good. That's not what happened. Stop telling You've... people that. <laughs> Stop that. That he, hurts my feelings okay, so when you what, lie what, and tell people. No, we already told this. We told this story like literally four times. happened. He said, I interrupted him too much. I threw off my headphones, fell on the ground, and wept in the fetal position for three hours. <laughs> he literally laid on his back, kicking his feet up and down like a little kid. Meanwhile, I could hear <laughs> I could hear Atticus's camera taking Skype pictures of it. You're like, yeah, yeah. Roll around and cry, puppet boy. <laughs> And that's why he continues to do the podcast with me, because I've had that as collateral. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. It's all blackmail. And all thin and so stirring and horrible connection that it is small. It is a small wonder he pursued young Wilcox with queries and demands for data. <laughs> the earlier experience he had come in 1990. Young Willing Cox is what I heard. Young Wilcox. Pursuing Young Willing Cox. <laughs> All right. The earlier experience had come in 1908, 17 years before, when the American Archaeological Society Society, Society. (laughs) held its annual meeting in St. Louis. (laughs) Professor Angle, as befitted one of his authority and attainments, had 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 a prominent part in all the deliberations and was one of the first. Yay for him. He jerked off into his Get on with it. (laughs) He would come into his own eyes. He perplexibated in the middle of the park. (laughs) That's what it is. That's what that should be called. Per- that's all right. We're adding that to the the urban dictionary. We're gonna make it in- when a gay man discovers that he when a gay boy discovers that he's gay by jacking off into his own mouth. <laughs> uh, all right, and was one of the first to be approached by several outsiders who took advantage of the convocation to offer questions for correct answering and problems for expert solutions. 
the chief of these outsiders, and in a short time, the focus... What? Is that a sentence? Uh, the, chief, the chief of these outsiders, and in a short time, the focus of interest for the entire meeting, was a commonplace-looking middle-aged man <laughs> who traveled all the way from New Orleans for certain special information unobtainable from any local source. His name was John Raymond Lagrasse, and <clears throat> he was, by profession, an inspector of police. He was... <laughs> I inspect he police. inspect the police. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. I need to look at you. The guy's like, Lift them. Mm. I got to make sure they're clean, clean underneath. Are your flaps clean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with him, he bore the subject of his visit, a grotesque, repulsive, and apparently very ancient stone statuette whose origin he was at a loss to determine. It, it must not be fancied that Inspector Lagrasse had the least interest in archaeology. On the contrary, oh. his wish for enlightenment was prompted by purely professional considerations. Oh, yeah, he's investigating a moiter or something. It was it was literally a dildo from ancient Egypt. Yeah. He's like, here, everybody. There's lots of them. He doesn't tell anybody <laughs> what it is. He just hands it to people. He's like, touch this. <laughs> they keep finding them. You think archaeologists, like, maybe at this site we won't find a dildo. God damn it! This one actually has balls with hair, with hair carved into them. <laughs> and we're fairly certain that this is an imitation of the phallus of a woolly mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> Unless ancient Egyptians had big cocks, I mean. <laughs> so here's the, here's the worst part. The men probably had something, but since it was made out of soft goods, wouldn't preserve well. Are you saying they probably attempted to mummify men's cocks so that No, but it was probably something with leather or something like that. I the ones I've seen are made of wood. For men? No, for well, for women, for whoever is <laughs> no, using them. No, that's what I <laughs> You think that no men used them? No, I said men probably did make them, but they were made out of soft goods so they deteriorate quickly. Oh, so no one else knew that they they were like huh? one a yeah, single see, only single women use... were the pervos back in the day. That's awesome single use ancient dildos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Uh, all right. On the contrary. Wait, wait, what would be what would they make them out of? Um papyrus? Use... No, I mean papyrus lasts a long time as we as we see. Would you want to put papyrus up there? If that's all I had. Let me just roll this up. <laughs> Excuse me. Manny's like, hold on a sec, I just it's I just like... got finished drawing the pharaoh and his wife and it's like a gurk off to their the, the hieroglyph. It would be like trying to fuck yourself. <laughs> With the bill that's from the um, schoolhouse rock, it's only a bill thing. That is where that's where hieroglyphs came from. Didn't what Manny time traveled? No, back fuck to, Manny. Back no. to ancient times, and he was like, "I'm gonna gark off to this picture." Hold on, he chisels into his tone tablet after watching the pharaoh fuck his wife. And he's like, do you like this, Pharaoh? And then they, they try to behead him. He's like, I'm immortal, sorry. <laughs> they try to behead him, and somehow he can't be killed. Fuck you! I kind of love that he can't be killed. <laughs> I washed my hands. <laughs> That's what keeps me alive. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to give you some, some information that will keep you alive. <laughs> We're never finishing this story. We're never doing it. It's never happening. <laughs> It must not be fancy that Inspector Lagrasse had 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 the least interest in Aki. We know this part already. Archaeology. On the contrary, his wish for enlightenment was prompted purely by professional considerations. The statuette, idol, fetish, or whatever it fetish, <laughs> or fetish whatever it item. was, yeah, or fetish. You've heard of fetish dolls, right? <clears throat> had been captured for some. They have mouths that look like they want a dick, and you and you put your dick in. <laughs> 
I've owned. Remember we the the Brotherhood of the Traveling Fifi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come here. <sighs> the statuette idol or a fetish or whatever it was. I love how he's like, or whatever it was, had it been had been <laughs> had been captured some months. Yeah, way to go, wooden... Lovecraft! Your own character is bored with telling his own story, <laughs> or been... whatever fucking shit. There were tentacles at <laughs> the end. There's a dick in the middle, just in the middle. When I used to write short stories and stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the longest podcast ever. But, I mean, have you ever done this as a joke? And I used to do this on a typewriter with paper. When I would get to a point, I would just start typing bullshit. I would be like, and then he fucking did a thing, and then he did another thing to end. And That's would... how that first fish version of Picket Fences happened. <laughs> anyway. All right, all right, all right. The statuette, idol, fetish, or whatever it was, had been captured some months before in the wooded swamps of South New Orleans. Was it during a raid on a supposed voodoo meeting and was so and so singular and hideous were the rites connected with it that the police could not not but realize they had so, stumbled on a so dark he... cult totally unknown to them. It's a run-on sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally unknown to them and infinitely more diabolic than even the, the blackest of the African voodoo circles. Way to go, Lovecraft! <laughs> <laughs> Of its origin, apart from the erratic, unbelievable tales extorted from the captured member captured members, absolutely nothing was to be discovered. Hence, the anxiety right. of police for in any antiquarian lore which might help to place the frightful symbol. And though it tracked down the cult to its fountainhead, uh, uh-huh. Inspector Legrasse was scarcely prepared for the sensation which his offering created. Uh, one sight of the thing had been enough to throw the assembled men of science into a state of tense excitement, and they lost no time in crowding him into a gaze at the diminutive figure, whose utter strangeness and air of genu- genuinely abysmal antiquity, antiquity hinted so potently at, oh my god, what the fuck, man? He's a lonely man in a house. Jerking off. Issues. Jerking off into his own mouth. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Wouldn't it be funny if H.P. Lovecraft was like Manny? I know. <laughs> no. All the horror that you love came from this man. And he, he comes in and he's like, he time travels now. He's like, hi. Hi, my name is H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) My hands are covered with semen. (laughs) Smell it. (laughs) Come back. I'm H.P. Lovecraft. I'll be famous. (laughs) Don't be afraid of me. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got to brick up my windows. Just a second. You can come inside so long as I can put the last brick behind you. <laughs> you've got to you've got to swim in that swimming pool full of Lysol I have in the backyard before you come inside. Uh, no recognized school of sculpture had animated this terrible object, yet centuries and even thousands of years seemed recorded in its dim greenish surface of unplaceable stone. So there's a picture here of of what looks like I got I got to send you a picture of that. I'm going to send you a screenshot. You don't have to send me anything. I've seen lots of uh, artist's conceptions of this plinth. No, 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 but this is from the original book. 
Oh God! Here, so I I I can't describe it other than a child's art project that where they finally go. Okay, we need to send Billy to a psychiatrist. <laughs> Here, I just sent I just sent it through Skype. So go ahead. But what the fuck? Try to describe that. Try to. Okay, let me see if I can. Do let me it. guess. My description was perfect. <laughs> kind of. I mean, this is this. It doesn't look like a little kid, little kid, but it's definitely not. It kind of looks like ancient art, but not really and it doesn't look like what's described in the book that's for sure but i mean it's got like one two three four it's got six legs a kind of poo body it's got like a poo for a body no but if you close up it's got it's it's actually two beings latched together oh are they really yeah oh I you know what the description that. is in the next paragraph okay go <laughs> i got you guys the figure, which was finally passed slowly from front man uh, for a close, careful study, was between seven and eight inches in height and of exquisite art- art- <laughs> exquisitely <laughs> artistic workmanship. No. Mm-hmm. It represented a monster of vaguely anthropoid outline, but with an octopus-like head whose face was a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body, prodigious claws on hind and forefeet, and long, narrow wings behind. This thing, which seemed instinct with a fearsome, unnatural malignancy, was of a somewhat bloated corpulence. Oh, corpulence! (laughs) So all of the guys could keep drawing Cthulhu with muscles. That isn't what he looks like. I don't think this is Cthulhu. It might be Dagon. No, it's Cthulhu. He just described him. And squatted evilly. How do you squat evilly? Hey, hold on a second, guys. I'm going to squat evilly over, the, over this person's it's mouth. When there's half a, it's when there's a poo coming out, and down below is an open baby carriage. <laughs> <laughs> With, does it have an infant in it or no? <laughs> yes, of course. And squatted evilly on a rectangular block or pedestal covered with undecipherable characters. The tips of wings touched the black edge of the block. The seat occupied the center, whilst the long, curved claws of the doubled-up, crouching hind legs gripped the front edge and extended a quarter of the way down towards the bottom of the pedestal. The cephalopod head was bent forward <clears throat> so that the ends of the facial feeler- feelers brushed the backs of huge forepaws, which clasps the crowd which clasped the croucher's elevated knees. Dude, this like this whole page is a description of this fucking thing. Well, it's the only time we actually get a description of Cthulhu. This is my I drew my mom having sex with my dad in their loft bedroom. Hold on a sec. That picture you shared is not of Cthulhu. That's what I just said. And it's not in this book. It's in my book. No, I mean, this creature that you showed me is not in this story. Yeah, well, yes, it is. Is it? That's what's in the book. No, he just described what was on the pedestal. That's just an arbitrary thing. I guess... Okay. All right. The cephalopod head was bent forward so that the ends of the facial feelers brushed the backs of huge forepaws which clasped the croucher's elevated knees. The aspect of the whole was was abnormally lifelike and the more subtly fearful because its source was totally unknown. Its vast, awesome, incalculable age was unmistakable. Yet not one link did it shoe with any known type of art belonging to civilization's youth. Or indeed, Mm. to any other time. Totally separate and apart, its very material was a mystery. For the soapy, greenish-black stone, with its golden iridescent flecks, its striations resembled nothing familiar to geology or mineralogy. The, The characters along the base were equally baffling, and no member present, despite a representation of half of the world's expert learning in this field, could form the least notion of even their remotest linguistic kinship. They liked the subject and material... 
They, like the subject and material, belong to something horribly, <clears throat> something horribly indistinct from mankind as we know it, something frightfully suggestive of old and unhallowed cycles of life in which our world and our conceptions have no part. And yet, as the mem- as the members severally shook, that's what it says, okay. their heads and confessed... Severely? No, it says severally, oh, and confessed oh, okay. defeat at the inspector's problem. There was one man at the gathering who suspected a touch of bizarre familiarity with the monstrous what? shape and right. Was it Indiana Jones? <laughs> no. He's an archaeologist. It's me, Manny DeRusso. God damn it. <laughs> hold on a second, I'll show you. And then he unzips his pants. Now you hold on a second while I load this gun. Okay. Are you loading the gun? <laughs> I'm done. I didn't hear any clicks. No, it's a silent one. It's, it's a whisper quiet. It's, oh, it's so the name when of you, the brand. Even when it's... No. Mm. No. We already thought of the title and now I forgot what it was. I saw this thing on Netflix. Oh, God. Where these two lesbians were having sex, and one of them took a dead octopus and put it between the two of them. Like, it'd be fun to add a dead octopus. You are full to... of shit. That is I'm not. not on net... it's... it's a scene in Netflix. I saw it. You didn't believe me when I told you there was practically a porno on Netflix. Okay. That love movie, and you you didn't believe me until you, you turned it on, and you were like, holy shit. <laughs> All right. All right. I can't remember. It's a foreign one. It's in a foreign language. I think it's French or something. Hold on a second. I'm in this movie. <laughs> Keep reading, man. All oh, right. Well, you were telling me about your Netflix porn again. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. There was one man in that gathering who suspected a touch of bizarre familiarity in the monstrous shape and writing, and who presently told with some diffidence of the odd trifle he knew. This person was the late William Channing Webb, professor of anthropology in Princeton University, and an explorer of no slight note. Professor Webb had been engaged 48 years before in a tour of Greenland and Iceland in search of some runic inscriptions which he failed to unearth. And whilst high up on the West Greenland coast had encountered a, a singular tribe or cult of degenerate, ec- oh my God, Eskimo, 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 No, what he's trying to say are Eskimos. Yeah, but it's spelled E S Q U I M A U X. Okay, whatever. Eskimo. Way to way to go, Lovecraft. <laughs> whose religion, a curious form of devil worship, of course, because if it's not Christianity, okay. it's the devil. Yeah, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you Sometimes don't. it's the devil. <laughs> Sometimes it's the devil. Uh, children <laughs> chilled him with its deliberate bloodthirstiness and repulsiveness. It was a faith. Uh, it was a faith of which other ex- Eskimo. Eskimos. Eskimo. Which are you reading along with me? No. In which they mentioned only shudders, saying that it had come down from a horribly ancient eons before ever the world was made. Besides nameless rites and human sacrifices, there were certain queer hereditary rituals. Addressed to a supreme elder, Devil or Tornosk, and of this Devil prof- or Tornosk. Well, I- Where are we? What are we doing? I don't know. And of this- Did he start writing another, a different story in the middle of this one? And of this, Professor Webb had taken careful phonetic copy from an aged Angekok or wizard priest. <laughs> That's what it says. A N G E K O K. Angekok or wizard. Hold on, I got my Angekok out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm playing this time at D and D, fellas. I'm playing an Angekok. 
He's like an Eskimo wizard. <laughs> no, it's you don't understand. It's spelled Esquimo. So Esquima. it can't it can't be Eskimo. It can't be Eskimo. It it's Esqui Esquima. Look it up. Look it up. All right. Look Actually, you know what? There's smart lookup on on the uh, on. The, I have it on Kindle here. Oh, cool. No definition found. <laughs> oh, he just fucking made up a word. He didn't know how to spell Eskimo, and that was his best guess. Hold on a sec. I'm gonna spell it this way, right next to the hieroglyph. He has <laughs> kiss. M A U X P W three red fourteen. All right, all right, all right, all right. Expressing the sounds in Roman letters as best he knew how. But just now of prime significance was the fetish which this cult had cherished. Here, here I come. <laughs> and around which they had danced when the aurora leaped high over the ice cliffs. It was Professor... It was the. He's trying to say Eskimo. <laughs> it was the professor stated a very crude bas-relief stone comprising a hideous picture of some cryptic writing. And so far as he could tell, it was a rough parallel in all essential features of the bestial thing now lying before the meeting. This data, received with suspense and astonishment by assembled members, proved doubly exciting to Inspector Lagrasse. Here I am. I got my overcoat, my trench coat covering my my nakedness. <laughs> and he began at once to ply his informant with questions. Having noted and copied an oral ritual among the swamp cult worshippers his men had arrested, he besought the professor to remember as best he might the syllables taken down amongst the diabolist ex- Eskimo. <laughs> there he followed an exhaustive comparison of details and a moment of really awed silence when both detective and scientist agreed on the virtual identity of the phrase common to the two hellish rituals. So many worlds of distance apart. What, in substance, both the Eskimo, and this one has no X, by the way. It's like, I I just chopped off the X because I realized I didn't need it. The Eskimo wizards and the Louisiana swamp (laughs) priests. (laughs) That's the, okay, no. Jason, that's the title. Eskimo wizards and the Louisiana swamp priests. That's gotta be the title. Enchanted their kindred idols with something very like this. The word divisions being guessed at, at from traditional breaks in the phrase is chanted aloud. Flungli Muglu Nafakthlukrale Langola Flagan. The flagon the play with the thing in the tentacles. I swear to god, this guy just came in with something his child made from art class and he was like, Hold on, I'm gonna fuck with everybody. No one bothered to look in the bottom where it says Timmy, age nine. And it's got a whole through the middle to make sure that the kin- the kiln doesn't burn yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did they have kilns then? Yeah, they had to have. So wait, did they have kilns? <laughs> like like the way that we have it now. We've like been electric- making pottery for a very long time. <laughs> like, I'm talking about electric kilns. <laughs> Then that answer would be no. <laughs> they <laughs> hold on a second. I'll prove that I'm immortal by jumping into the kiln and then coming out alive. <laughs> I really can't get that Danny tone anymore since I quit smoking. Oh, hold on a sec, guys. <laughs> Sounds the same to me. It's really hot in here. <laughs> it's really hot in here. Uh, you need a fan. You need a box fan to dry the sweat on your body instead of actually cooling you off. Because that's what a oh. fan really does. Okay. 
But that's how our bodies are supposed to work. Yeah, but it just dries more salty salt to your skin. So? That's bad. It tastes good. It ta- <laughs> just like a scab. <laughs> it tastes like, it really tastes like a scab tonight. It honey. tastes like I just jerked off into my own mouth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You've never tasted your own cum. No, I never have. No, you didn't like as a kid. You were just like, all right, fine. No, not even as a kid <laughs> did I ever say I want that in my mouth. <laughs> Why not though? Like, what? What was it? Just to be unappealing? It even makes me uncomfortable when women would swallow. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because right. I knew it was something that I was not Here's interested something in. Really I was grows like, you out. Like when I huh. Okay, one of my one of my favorite things to do is just to get a regular old handy from James, right? Yeah. And when I come, he will get it all over his hand, right? Yeah. And then he will eat it off his hand. And he goes like he goes like this. Okay. No 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 more. No more. No more with the talking he for licks, Fred. He licks off his fingertips I'm gonna I'm it. taking the headset out. That's it. Nope. I'm done. When I see you're done, I'll put it back in. No, are you finished? I know you're just laughing. But I'm not putting this back in my fucking ear until you're done. Are you done? <laughs> done. Okay. <laughs> Remember, we're going to read a chapter an episode. <laughs> well, this. Oh. Legrasse had at one point in advance a professional Professor Webb for several amongst his mongrel prisoners. Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of okay, unavoidable, which was isn't worse, it? The hearing that my boyfriend eats my cum, or the fact that this this guy who is so famous for writing this story was was a fucking piece of shit. Anyone who reads him should know about his personal. Uh, you know what we're reading next? Now. Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> <laughs> You will break your mouth trying to read that out loud. Uh, mongrel prisoners had repeated to him what older celebrants had told them the words meant. This text, ad give, ad, as given, ran something like this. In this house at Raleigh, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. That doesn't sound so bad. No, it doesn't. No. Well, why don't we just let fluffy Cthulhu out of his prison? I mean, come on. He sounds like a cool dude. He didn't say anything about prison. It says, in this house at Raleigh, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. Okay, fine. Yeah. And now in response to a general and urgent demand, hey, I'm back here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Inspector Legrasse related as fully as possible his experience with the swamp worshippers. Yeah, we know. Telling a story to which I could see my uncle attached profound significance. It savored of the wildest dreams of mythmaker and theosophist and disclosed an astonishing degree of cosmic imagination amongst the half-castes and pariahs as might be expected to possess it. On November 1st, 1907, there had come to New Orleans a police friend, uh, a police? Oh, God. A frantic summons from the swamp and lagoon country <laughs> to the south. Fr- from the swamp! That's what it says. I know, but how? what form did that take? I don't know. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here with the nautical look. Never mind. Yeah, thank you. You know he would just say it. I know. <laughs> anyway, the swamp summoned people. Help, help! It's me, the swamp. <laughs> the squatters there, mostly primitive but good-natured descendants of Lafitte's men, were in the grip oh. of a stark terror from an unknown thing which had stolen up them in the night. It was voodoo, apparently, but voodoo of a more terrible sort than they had ever known. And from their super women... voodoo. <laughs> And 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 some of their women and children had disappeared. Of course, uh oh, someone took my woman and child. Yeah, they took those, but mm-hmm. not you. No, not them. You know, 
And some of their women and children had disappeared since the malevolent tom-tom had begun its incessant beating far within the black haunted woods where no dweller ventured. There were insane mm. shouts and harrowing screams, soul-chilling chants and dancing devil flames. And the frightened and the frightened messenger added the people could stand it no more. Oh, wow. Okay. There's like a, 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 a tarot card in the middle of this. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the book. Yeah. Uh, so a body of 20 police filling two carriages and an automobile. Two carriages. Two carriages and an automobile. Oh, because this is when they were still, they like, we can afford one car, but we need we need yeah. two carriages pulled by horses. And the carriage still went faster. <laughs> Had set out in the late afternoon with shivering squatter as a guide. At the end of the, the placible road, they alighted for miles, splashed on in silence through the ter- terrible cypress woods where day never came. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Ugly roots and malignant hanging nooses of Spanish moss beset them. And now then, now and then a pile of dank stones or fragment of a rotting wall intensified by its hint of morbid habitation and depression, which every malformed tree and every fungus islet combined to create at length the squatter settlement, a miserable huddle of huts, hove, hove in sight, a hysterical dwellers... Ran, what? I don't, yeah, I don't. And hysterical dwellers ran out to cluster it around... It was furiously masturbating at this point while writing it. <laughs> Hold on a second, I'm gonna come in my mouth. <laughs> no, he's trying to do it at the same time, so, yeah. He's upside down typing. <laughs> <laughs> so that when he finally blows his load, it's gonna be in his eyes. Ah, oh, Jason, my eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! How far along are we? Fifty-four minutes. Uh, yeah, come on! Don't don't count it down. We're reading. Don't dilly dally. Uh, at length, the squatter settlement, a miserable huddle of huts, hove in sight, and hysterical dwellers ran out to cluster around the group of bobbling lanterns. The muffled beat of tom toms was now faintly audible, far far ahead, and curdling okay. and a curdling shriek came at infre- infrequent in- intervals when the wind shifted. A reddish glare too came to filter through the pale undergrowth beyond endless avenues of forest night reluctant even to be left alone again one of each of the cowed squatters refused to point blank refused point blank to advance another inch towards the scene of unholy worship so inspector lagrasse and his 19 19 colleagues plunged uh-huh. on unguided into the black arcades of horror that none of them had ever trod before the region now entered by police was one of tragically evil repute substantially unknown traversed and traver- and untraversed by white men uh. Uh, yeah, but now it's clean, because we're here. Yeah, white men never did anything like this, Yeah, right? No. No, of course not. Who's Thor again? Yeah, yeah. who is Thor? We nev- They never sacrificed anybody to Thor. Yeah. Come on. They were white. <laughs> uh, there were legends of a hidden lake unglimpsed by mortal sight in which dwelt a huge formless white polyphus, polyphus thing with luminous eyes and squatters whispered bat-winged devils, black-winged devils, bat-winged devils. Bat-winged devils. Flew up and out of caverns inner earth to worship at midnight. They said it had been there before, oh god, De, De Iberville, before LaSalle, before the Indians. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. They were just Indians. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whomping and pumping on their drums. Drinking their fire water. 
before even the wholesome beasts and birds of the woods. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare itself, itself, and to see it was to die. But it made men dream, <clears throat> and so they knew enough to keep away. The present voodoo orgy was indeed on the merest fringe of this abhorred uh, area, mm-hmm. but that location was bad enough. Hence, perhaps the very place of worship had terrified the squatters more than the shocking sounds and incidents. Uh, oh my God! Okay, <sighs> Only poetry or madness could do it justice to the noises heard by Lagrasse's men as they plowed through the black morass towards the red glare and the muffled tom-toms. There are vocal qualities peculiar to men and vocal qualities peculiar to beasts, and it's terrible to hear when one when the source should yield another. Animal fury and orgiastic license were worshipped themselves. To de- uh, demoniac, that's what it says, okay. heights by howls, squawking, ecstasies that tore and reverberated through those nighted woods like pestilential tempests from the gulfs of hell. Now and then, the less organized unululation would cease. Oh my god, people have to fucking eat. They they probably hate me listening to me read this. (laughs) And from what seemed uh, a well-drift chorus of hoarse voices would rise the sing-song chant of that hideous phrase or ritual. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Cthulhu with the wing and the blang and to destroy all the people. Then the men, having reached the spot where the trees were thinner, came suddenly in sight of the spectacle itself. Four of them reeled. One fainted and two were shaken into a frantic cry which had mad, which the mad cacophony of the orgy fortunately didn't. Legrasse dashed up, uh, dashed swamp water on the face of the fainting man and all stood trembling. There was a guy who fainted because he was such a pussy. Yeah, he said one person's fainted. Yeah, what a pussy. Pussy. I would have joined in but like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you, ever- you don't know what he means means by orgy i doubt it means sex i'm pretty sure it does let's hear what he describes what's going on and all stood trembling and nearly hypnotized with horror in natural glade of the swamp stood a grassy inland of perhaps an acre extent clear of trees and tolerably dry on this now leaped and twisted more indiscernible horde of human abnormality abnormality but then uh, than any but Syme or Angorala. What? Syme or an Ang- uh, Angorala could paint. Okay. Void of clothing, this hybrid spawn were braying, bellowing, and writhing about monst- a monstrous ring-shaped bonfire, in the center of which, revealed by occasional rifts in the curtain of flame, stood a great granite monolith some eight feet in height, on top of which, <laughs> incongruous with its diminutiveness, rested the noxious uh, caravan statuette. Ah. From a wide circle of ten scaffolds set up at regular intervals with the, the flame girt monolith as a center hung head downward oddly narrowed bodies of helpless squatters who had disappeared it was wide it was inside this circle that the ring of worshippers jumped and roared and uh, the general direction of the mass motion being from left to right in endless bacchanal oh bacchanal 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 are you reading now no I just know the word as in Bacchus? Yes. But he wasn't part of the cult of Cthulhu, was he? No, but Bacchanal, when you have a Bacchanal, it just means to basically party like Bacchus. Okay. A Bacchanal is I know is what Bacchus with... is. Yes, I took, yeah. I took a class in art. Sex and booze. Yeah. Sex and booze. 
between the ru- the bo- uh, between the ring of bodies and the ring of fire. It may have only uh, been only imagination, and it may have only been echoes which induced one of the men, an excitable Spaniard, of course, of course, it's the only it's the only course, person yeah. to fancy he heard antifo- antiphonal responses to ritual from some far unilluminated spot deeper within the wood of ancient legendary and horror. This man, Joseph D. Galvez, I later met and questioned, and he proved distractingly imaginative. Oh, he must have been lying. He indeed oh, yeah. went so far as to hint of the faint beating of great wings uh, uh, and of a glimpse of shining eyes and a mountainous white bulk beyond the remotest trees, but I suppose he had been hearing too much uh, native superstition. Actually, the horrified okay. pause of the men was comparatively brief duration. Duty, duty came first, and although there must have been nearly human... Uh, uh, nearly a hundred mongrel celebrants. Can we pause? Can, we, oh, can we stop now, please? No, no, mongrel. No, you don't understand, Jason. This is the rest of the book. I already looked ahead. So far. Oh, wait, this is the rest of the book. Yeah, I'm, There's not another break. Uh, I guess kind of. How far away is it? It's like three pages. Okay, we're gonna stop then. You're getting tired and you can't read anymore. No, like it, because it's coming out like shit and you aren't making any jokes. I was listening to the story. What I wanted to know was anything there worth a guy fainting. He didn't literally walk out, see a bunch of naked all people right, and faint. All right, all right. Let's finish this last, these last three pages because you hate me so much. I don't hate you. You hate me so much that you have to get high. Oh my God. We can stop. It's fine. We'll Actually, read the, rest the horrified pause of men was com- of comparatively brief duration. Duty came first, and although there must have been a nearly hundred mongrel celebrants in the throng, the police relied on their firearms and plunged determinedly into the nauseous rout. For five minutes, resultant din and chaos were beyond description. Wind blows were struck, shots were fired, escapes were made. Yeah, you gotta fucking shoot at them. I mean, yeah. man, why not bring out the fire hoses too, you pieces of shit? <laughs> but in the end, Legrasse was able to count some 47 sullen prisoners, whom he forced to dress in haste and fall into line between two rows of policemen. Five of the worshippers lay dead, and two severely wounded ones were occasionally car- were carried away on impoverished, uh, impro- improvised stretch impoverished. Impoverished stretchers. <laughs> Please, sir, can you give me five cents so I can restitch my bedding? On improvised stretchers by their fellow prisoners. The image on the monolith, of course, was carefully removed and carried back by Lagrasse. Examined at the headquarters after a trip of intense strain and weariness, the prisoners all proved to be men of a very low mi- mixed-blooded and mentally aberrant type. Most were seen and ah. and a sprinkling of a sprinkling of negroes and mulattoes. Oh God! Largely, way to go, Lovecraft. Largely West Indians or Brava Portuguese from Cape Verde Islands gave a coloring of voodooism and hetero- heterogeneous cult. But before any many questions were asked, it became manifest that something far deeper and older than Negro fetishism was involved. Oh my! Degraded and ignorant as they were, the creatures held with surprising uh. consistency the central idea of their loathsome faith. They worshipped, so they said, the great old ones who lived ages before there were any men who had come to the young world out of the sky. These old ones were now inside the earth and under the sea, but their dead bodies had told their secrets and dreams to the first men who formed the cult, which had never died. This was uh, this was that cult, and prisoners said it had always 
always existed and always would exist, hidden in distant wastes and dark places all over the world until the time of the great priest Cthulhu. From his dark house of the mighty city Raleigh, under the waters should rise the bring uh, and bring the earth again beneath his way. Someday he would call when the stars were ready. The secret cult would always be waiting to liberate him. Uh, meanwhile, why? meanwhile, no more must be told. There was a secret with uh, which even torture could not extract. Yeah, he's, uh... Uh, man, uh, mankind was uh, was not absolutely alone among the conscious things of Earth. What did you just break? I knocked something over. You leave me alone. Get out of there, Cthulhu. <laughs> Get out of my trash. <laughs> He's just snarling and eating pieces of garbage. He's <laughs> sucking on a baby's diaper. He's because he's got hair Sucking for on teeth. a baby's diaper. Oh, oh. Mankind, why do you have a diaper there? You're gross, Cthulhu. It's not my trash he's going through. He's trying to save all the bottles for recycling. Uh, mankind was not absolutely alone among the conscious things of Earth, for shapes came out of the dark to visit the faithful few. But these were not the great old ones. No man had ever seen the old ones. The carven idol was great Cthulhu, but none might say whether or not the others were precisely like him. No one could read the uh. old writing now, but these were told by word of mouth. The chanted ritual was not the secret. That was never spoken aloud, only worshipped. The chant meant only this. In the house of Raleigh, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. Only two of the prisoners were found sane enough to be hanged. <laughs> oh my god, why were any of them hanged? Why? I don't understand. Why? Because uh, they were naked. Oh, well. And they were they were practicing voodoo. You know, a religion that didn't have anything to do with Christ or something. And the rest... And they were, mo you know, mongoloids or whatever he said they were. <laughs> What did he say they were? And the rest... I know it wasn't the, a mongoloid. Uh, and the rest were committed to various institutions, all denied apart in the ritual murders. And averred... Oh, this, oh okay, so apparently people were killed there. Okay. All and right. Averred, uh, he didn't make that clear. Okay. And averred that the killing had been done by black-winged ones. <laughs> okay. Which had come to them from immemorial meeting place in the haunted wood. But of those mysterious allies, no coherent account could ever be gained. What the police right. did extract came mainly from immensely aged Mestizo named Castro, Mestizo named Castro, Mestizo. who claimed yeah. to have sailed the strange ports and talked with underlying leaders, undying leaders of the cult in the mountains of China. Okay, we'll stop there. Sure, he did. Who? What will happen next? Your mom. Okay, that's it this time around. Thanks, Addy, for reading the story. You're welcome. I kind of read it, but okay. Thanks, me, for making a podcast, and fuck you, H.P. Lovecraft. You love me and you know it, because you know what we're going to read next? We're going to read Moby Dick. Well, after we get done with H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> I'm not being serious. We can't read that till much later. I need to get my... I, need, I, I did better. I think I read better this time than I did last time. No, you read worse this time. No, I didn't. You're high, so how would you, you know? Did. You did. No, I read better. Anyway, for late seating. Remember, guys, we're still accepting your stories. Did you just say late you seating? You fucking did. Yeah, I did. I'm half asleep. So, remember, guys... <laughs> Bye, everybody. No, I'm not done. We're still accepting your stories, so if you want to get them to us, go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, and leave us over there, or let me know how you'd like to send it to me. Or let me finish. This has been Jason Hardy. I'm going to gurk off into my mouth, and then into your mom's mouth, and then Cthulhu's going to love me forever. Okay, well, we'll leave, we'll leave it there. I'm going to go I like this. <laughs>
fingers clean. <laughs> We're done. Uh, We're done. Uh, all right. Goodbye, everybody. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.